0: Many people, both young and old, are often confused about what a calling might be. Well, we're going to look at that today from the Bible. It's coming up. Hi, folks. Pastor Scott, D of truth at Transform. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening. Today, I want to talk about principles of a calling. Principles of a calling. What am I talking about? Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 verses 6 through 10 tell us uh, Give us some guidance about what a What a calling is and and that you and I'm going to use an example in the life of the Apostle Paul how that God closed some doors in order to open other doors and To to guide him where he needed to be understand Mm -hmm. say I don't follow Hang on, and I'll explain more. Acts 16 verses 6 to 10. The Bible says, "Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying." Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Now, perhaps you've heard someone say that they feel like God has called them to be a pastor, missionary or pastor missionary or something like that. While I can't speak for everyone out there, uh, who make these claims of being called? I can indeed speak for myself and my wife as to what we mean by being called, and what I want to give you today, what I call some principles of a calling. Um, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to de- debate or uh, deflect uh, someone's calling and say, well, they're not called because that's not what the purpose of this uh, this uh, occasion is. What I want to do. Is just kind of give you some guidelines to follow, some principles to follow, for yourself and for anyone else who may be confused. You know, do I have a calling? Does God really want me to do this? You see, uh, give you some clarity as to what God may or may not want you to do. Now, uh, here's a bit of a bit, Here's a bit of a disclaimer. If you feel that God may be calling you to do something for Him, always, always, always consult your pastor. What do I mean? Well, ask him for his advice and instruction. Your pastor will not know God's will for your life. Uh, He can at least give you further instruction and guidance and to give you more clarity. So uh, let's begin. What are some principles of a calling? Uh, What are some things to give us clarity about our calling, what we may feel that God wants us to do? Number one, please be sure you yourself are saved and born again. Let me say that again. Please be sure you yourself are saved and born again. What do I mean? Well, I've known a handful of my friends who they claim to be a missionary or to be a pastor to go somewhere and start a work for the Lord, and that's great. But the trouble is, the challenge is that as they were serving God, somewhere along the way, as they served the Lord, they themselves realized God convicted them that they were not saved themselves. I know of a guy who was like that, he's pastoring now here in the States and he's doing a great job, but he was going to be a missionary to a foreign country. But while he was on the road uh, preaching and trying to raise his sponsorship to go to that country, uh, he realized, man, I'm not saved. And he received the Lord as his personal savior he now is pastoring a church. He did not feel at that moment that you know, God could use him to that capacity, and that's between him and the Lord. Uh, that's not for us to judge, uh, but he is now successfully pastoring in a church. Uh, I know someone else. They are serving the Lord with their husband on a foreign field, and they got saved while serving the Lord on the foreign field. They thought that they were saved. They thought that they were a Christian, but God convicted them. You see, friends, this is all about you and the Lord, you and the Lord. Now, people, men can give you guidance, yes, but ultimately it's between you and God. So please be sure that you yourself are saved. If you have any doubts at all as to your salvation experience, uh, you know, I don't know how old you were when you made what we call a profession of faith. I don't know where you were, how old you were, none of that if you have any doubts and you're not sure that you are saved please seek out your pastor seek out uh your 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 pastor at your church and talk to him and say pastor i don't know that i'm saved i'd like to know for sure that i'm going to heaven someday when i die we have a couple videos on truth to transform facebook and youtube that explain how a person can go to heaven if you do not know for sure you're going to heaven someday please be sure make sure of that today get that settled, but as far as the principles of of a calling, please make sure you yourself are saved and know it. Number two is God will call people who are already actively serving Him. God will call people who are already actively serving Him. In my case, for example, I was actively serving the Lord in our church in my church there in San Antonio, Texas. I was involved in the uh, bus ministry, school bus ministry, uh, uh, as far as Sunday school goes, picking up children on the school bus and taking them to the church. I was uh, witnessing to people on a regular basis. I would take gospel tracts, hand them out. I was very active and faithful, even just as a young person in my church. I was uh, involved in the usher in, in, uh, ushering, picking up the offering uh, when they needed help. I was there when i was supposed to be there as much as i could be as a young person now that said um, god began to work in my life in the area of preaching in the area of uh, spreading the gospel he he already saw that i was active he already saw that i uh, wanted to do something and so i am where i am today i feel and believe based on what he saw as a, when I was a teenager, when I was a young person, I got saved, I got baptized, and then I started, you know, man, this is, I started getting involved. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It, uh, serving God looked like fun, so that's what I started doing, and I haven't looked back. Now, giving give, you an, I give, you, give you an idea here. Uh, people who are not active, who are not involved in their church, and yet feel that God is somehow calling them to do something evangelism or whatever. Um, I have difficulty with that simply because uh, I don't know of a a productive company uh, where a supervisor would, would seek out someone who does not show up to work on time. They're not faithful to work. They're not productive in the company already. Why would that, why would a supervisor then promote that sort of an employee to a supervisor or greater position? that relies on faithfulness, relies on dependability if they are not already dependable and faithful in what they're doing at entry level or whatever position they're already in. Does that make sense? So, and I believe God operates in much the same manner. Why, is he, why would he call someone who is not already active, who is not already serving him faithfully to go out to some foreign field? It just doesn't make sense, it doesn't line up. You see, Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul and his company, in Acts chapter sixteen of our text, he was already out trying to preach, trying to win souls, and he tried to go here. God closed the door. God, he tried to go there. God closed the door, and he used those closed doors as a guidance to push him in the right direction. You see, so uh, God, God will call people who are already actively serving Him. The third principle. The third principle is. God needs availability from his servants, not talent. God needs availability from his servants, not talent. I have seen God use some of the most seemingly inadequate people to do some of the greatest feats of any Christian I've ever seen. True, I have. I have have a missionary friend who is terribly dyslexic. Terribly dyslexic. We went to language school together and studied French. And my, my, oh my, I, I, I really felt for him because he battled, he battled with learning French. His dyslexia uh, did not help him at all. But he didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel. He didn't say, well, this missionary life isn't for me. No, he didn't today. He is uh, in West Africa burning it up. He is building churches, building schools, uh, seeing people saved. He didn't let a little thing like dyslexia stop him. Something that God gave him, by the way, allowed him to have a dyslexia. He didn't question God. He didn't blame God. He just said, you know what? This is, it is what it is. I have it. I can't change it. I'm just going to use it for God's glory. And he goes out there and sees people saved. So what's our excuse? What's our excuse? I'm saying God needs availability, not talent. If God calls you to something, he will give you the ability to do it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He will. If God wants you to do something, He will give you the ability to do it. You see, now, the point is, there are Christians who abound with talent and ability who do not serve God. You know them, you've seen them in churches everywhere. There are tr- Christians who abound with ability, and they're not serving the Lord. They're not using their talents to glorify God. Whereas there are Christians who seemingly have failures and setbacks, and uh, how, how can they serve the Lord? Well, <laughs> Yet they're being mightily used of God, aren't they? They blow us all away. They shame our Christianity because they do not let their physical setbacks or other set, otherwise uh, setbacks uh, keep them from serving the Lord. They're going to do what's right, and they're going to be an example, uh, you see. So the third principle is God needs availability from his servants, not talent. The fourth principle that I want to bring to your attention is this. Be careful, be careful that you do not put aside or neglect your calling or to pursue your own dreams. Be careful that you do not put aside or neglect your calling to pursue your own dreams. What do I mean? The danger for many Christians is that what God wants them to do with their life, they feel like it's not exciting enough. Like, that would be a waste of my talent. That would be a waste of my ability. Wow, I could do so much more. God has no idea what I'm capable of. Mm, Yes, he does, because God gave you that ability. But friend, uh, whether it's, you know, maybe what he wants you to do requires further training, learning a language, I don't know. And some Christians are like, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable where I am. I'm already making good money. I have a good house. Why couldn't I just serve the Lord greater here and donate more money to my church, etc., etc.? And they begin to think of ways, you see, to put aside God's calling. I have even seen situations where uh, they married someone, they married someone and they just stay in the U.S. They're supposed to go to the foreign field, for example, and they marry someone and stay in the U.S. for whatever reason. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I urge you, teenager, uh, boy, girl, Uh, Man, woman, please, if you know God wants you to do something with your life, and it's abundantly clear, please do not put that aside for your own ambitions. It won't be worth it. It won't be worth it. As a result, they put aside what God wants them to do, and they pursue what they are comfortable doing. That's what happens many times, you see. See, God doesn't need your ability to do something. He has the ability. He will give you the ability. You will, if you follow God's will, and you, you fulfill the calling that you believe God has on your life, hey, he will open doors of opportunity you have no idea about. You, you, won't even, you can't imagine what lies out there for you if you follow the calling that God has put on your life, whatever that might be, whatever that might be. Principles of a calling, principles of a calling. Friend, these are not exhaustive. Um, You know, there might be other principles that I just didn't put in here. Uh, I'm sure there are. Uh, You might even think of some other principles, and that's great. If you know God has called you to do something, if you know God has called you to do something, I urge you, I urge you, do it, fulfill it. You'll have no greater joy than to know you are doing God's will. Someone once said, the greatest knowledge is to know the will of God and the greatest accomplishment is to do it. So friend, I hope this transforms your will for your life. I hope listening to this has transformed everything you've thought about the will of God and a calling for your life. So please friend, go out there, do God's will. You'll never regret it. Have a good day, thank you for listening.